Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 66. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with Octopus Montage. They're based out of Blackpool, UK. Um, they're this really cool mix of hardcore, pop punk, um, easy core, screamo. They kind of cross a lot of genre barriers um, and genre lines and don't really fit into one box. Um, as you guys know, something for me is trying to do away with the genre boxes. And this is a perfect example of a band that is definitely trying to break those barriers as well and just make music that they love. Uh, we had a great conversation about their um, formation, the new album that they just dropped called How to Live and How to Lose. Um, it's a great showcase debut album. They kind of touch in, in several different genres and really give you an idea of what this band is all about and what their capabilities are. Um, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this, this episode. It was supposed to happen a couple months ago, uh, but then I got sick and had to take a medical leave from doing the podcast. Uh, but we were able to link up again you know, now that I've restarted the podcast and like I said, I had a great conversation. I really appreciate the guys taking the time to sit down and, and talk with me and really put out their, like the importance of their authenticity and doing what they actually love to do and making music that they love, not just what they think people want to hear. So for now, let's dive into this conversation with Octopus Montage. Yeah, no, it's yeah. all good, man. I, I popped in on one of the earlier, um, you know, early in the live stream for a few and then ran and got lunch and whatnot. But um, yeah, so for people that are, are tuning into this, um, let's kick off with, you know, the boring ass question. Uh, introduce yourselves, kind of how the band formed, you know, a little background on yourselves. Well, you go first, like you, and then I'll do Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, I joined a little bit late to the band. Uh, I'm, I'm Kane. Hi, <laughs> guys. I'm Kane. Um, I joined a little bit late to the band. I play drums. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it about me. <laughs> Nothing interesting. I joined a couple of years ago after uh, Scooby-Doo and the uh, EP Reborn Again was released. So I was part of the Catharsis EP onwards, and now I'm gone single onwards. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I wouldn't say freshly new. I'm as new as our uh, now dirty vocalist Alex. So yeah, go on. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sure that was right. I was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was making sure I was right. <laughs> so I'm Deck. I'm like the lead clean vocalist. Fifty um, percent of kind of a songwriting. I formed the band. I pretty much do anything to do with like recording or like the live stuff and um, the rest of the band have been taking on a lot more responsibilities recently um but yeah for the first like year of the band at least it was like basically just a passion project for me 
Yeah. Um, I had some people who were working with me that just didn't have the same sort of passion for it and stuff. So it was it was quite a slow start. Um, so the band's been technically around, I think, for like nearly five years now or something. And only in the last like year we've really done anything productive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then obviously we've got Davina who plays bass. She um, is about an hour away from us, um, which in the UK is quite a drive. Like <laughs> an hour is like a day out. Like really, you have to plan for that sort of thing. And then um, Alex, our dirty vocalist, who joined about three or four months before Kane did. Um, he joined basically the day we released our debut EP um, because we released it as like a three piece with an old drummer and was like, oh no, we really needed another guitarist and stuff. So we got Alex in initially just to play guitar. And then we were sat writing some stuff and he was like, oh, I have some ideas and stuff. And we were talking about it. And then I was like struggling to do some sort of dirty vocal parts. I'm really not a dirty vocalist at all. Like I just yell. <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I just do it loud and make distorts and it's all right. It's kind of punk, but that's not what we were going for. So he sat there and was like, oh, well, I can do it. So, you know, I was like, oh, well, jump up and, you know, we'll see how we get on sort of thing. And from there, like I was kind of blown away straight away. And I was like, right, you can do all the dirties and I can concentrate on getting better at singing and stuff, which I still like need to do. But um, at least I've got someone not, you know, I don't just throw my voice every time we're in the studio now or anything. So, um, yeah, we, we're like a like a powerhouse now, like a super group or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely everybody's got, like, their own key roles and everyone knows what they're doing. And, you know, we're all really confident in, um, like, you know, who we are and what our jobs are. Yeah. So. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you, you've kind of talked about it, but talk about how important it is to finally have the right pieces, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, you kind of went through that transition with some members that didn't have the same vision and things like that. How how refreshing and like how much easier does it make the process when everybody's on the same page? Yeah, wow, it's night and day. Like I again, like I was doing this for like I think two three years before Alex joined, and I was like burnt out like i'm doing everything i'm putting my own money into this the other people are just kind of turning up for shows uh, playing what i'm telling them to play not really having an input only having an input when they don't agree with something but not having anything constructive and stuff like that you know um i had a guy who he kind of wanted to uh, we you know like no bad blood but he basically said to me like oh i want to just play like rhythm guitar because it's easy and i can just get on with it and you know like that was kind of it and then i was like yeah okay <laughs> you do what you do you you're the only guitarist that i know around here that wants to play in the, like the sort of band i want to do so you know i carried on with him for a bit um and then the drummer was kind of the same like he kind of you know he had an input he was a lot better but um it was still a matter of where his priorities lied and stuff like that. like it really wasn't you know i've always said from day one like treat a band like a job you know yeah. You don't call you don't call your work up saying, Oh, I've got plans with my girlfriend today, I can't turn up. You you don't call your band saying the same thing because it's a job, you know. Um you reap what you you know, you, you get back what you put into it and stuff like that. And they were the sort of people who just you know, weren't doing that at all. So, you know, we had long talks with them and things like that. And, you know, after then it kind of the ball went got rolling and the second I brought Alex on board, we kind of shifted the gear. Um and then we had an old, the older drummer who was kind of slowly sort of fizzling away and stuff like that. I had, you know, kept coming up with more excuses, kept doing this, kept doing that. So they being, you know, being like, oh, I'm working that day. I can't do this. I can't do that and stuff. And um, we got to a show where he was like, yeah, I, I can make the show. It was like one of our biggest shows at the time. It was like opening for like Mallory Knox and things yeah. at a festival. Yeah. Um, 
then he was like, oh, I can make the show, but I can't make any of the rehearsals before it, but I'll practice on my own and stuff. And I was like, that's not how it works. Like, no, you need to turn up right. for it and stuff. It was like, oh, well, I can turn up for 20 minutes then. It's like, well, we've got an half an hour set, so I was like, going to work sort of thing. And um, we we got, to the, we got to the agreement where, like, he learned, we knew he knew all the older stuff we were playing a lot. So I was like, all right, I know you can play them, but I'm finding another drummer to learn the other stuff, and we're going to play the other stuff last, and you're going to leave the set halfway through. And then we got Kane, and he came learned, what, three or four songs in, like, a week? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> it was funny, actually, because uh, it all happened, like, it was, like, it, it was awkward because I got there, and he was there, and then I was, I was like, I had to, like, introduce myself and be like i know deep down you know what's gonna happen <laughs> and i'm like and they're like i had to learn uh, a few songs i mean to be fair the benefit of the doubt i got to open up with with the band with mallory knox so either way that was a treat for me uh, and then i had to learn yeah. everything for a, a show we had a week later in scotland when uh i think it was a week later it was about a week about yeah. a week later i think then, it was less than a week i think yeah i think so, the festival was on the sixth and then the scotland show was on the 11th so you, like so you gotta think like i i was fresh to this band first band i've ever been in being like you gotta learn what 10 songs <laughs> in like less than a week and if you don't nail them you know we're gonna come down on your heart <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and it all went really well, like really well, um, and yeah, that's yeah. So like, since getting those two guys in, it's like I have, I have no doubt that you know I I'm gonna have to pick up the legwork, pick up you know the weight that someone else should be doing. You know, it's right. not like oh well, I should make sure all the drums are packed away and stuff because I know he's not gonna turn up until the show or something. I'm like, no, I know drums are sound. Like, I don't have to worry about it and things like that. And then um, Alex is like. I gave him the job of like basically running our social media stuff. So for the last year, he's become like a genius at social media and algorithms, like Spotify algorithms and stuff. And he could just he could write the book on it now, like it's insane. Um, it's now getting to the point where um, we're starting to trade off jobs a little bit more, and Kane's starting to do stuff like that as well. And we're all we're all just really settling down in like we're knowing what our jobs are, knowing what we need to do and stuff like that. But Christ, until I had these two guys in, like. I was doing everything, like everything. It's insane. We all, yeah, we all, we all share different jobs. I, I do the social media aspect of things. Uh, Alex does, Alex does all the uh, like emails, it, plans. He gets it all ready. That's uh, doing absolutely everything in between. And then nothing at the moment. And <laughs> the album's coming out. I'm like, oh. uh, yeah, the album's out. We're just, we're just. I think this is where we just kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Davina runs a like a. Uh, Davina runs this like uh, page, this group page. It's like a it's like a like a family a sort of community yeah. sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, she kind of runs all that and admins that and stuff. Yeah, well, uh, awesome. We, we um, all have we all have separate jobs, and it's all we're all uh, putting in as much as we can. Yeah, and and that's what I wanted to touch on is how how important do you think it is for bands to kind of assign those roles to different members so that you know everybody's invested. Yeah, it's definitely, it's honestly like make or break for bands, I think. Mm -hmm. um, you look at, you know, you look at bands, say like NetDeep, um, every member of the band has a very specific role that they do. And like, if they're not there, then the thing falls through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it means no one's spreading themselves too thin. No one's like, oh, I can't write these songs because I have to sort out merch that day or something. It's like, no, like everybody can put 110% of effort into the bit that they need to do, which then leads to 110% more rewards for what they're doing, you know? Um, 
we speak to bands locally and stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I have a friend in a band who he's in the same position I was in like three years ago now when he's like, I'm doing everything. Like, what, what do I do? Can you help me do this? Can we do that? And I'm like, dude, just like sit down with them, figure it out. You know, like it yeah. becomes frustrating to look at it from the outside where I'm like, yo, I, that's exactly what I was like three years ago. Like you've seen where I've gone from then to now. And like the only reason I've done that is because I've got the right people and stuff, you know? So it's genuinely, it's more important than like being able to play your instrument. Like anybody really can pick up, you know, a guitar or drums and practice for a couple hours, but like actually having a vision and a goal and knowing how to achieve certain parts of it and knowing how to like, you know, knowing how to run like a Facebook page or knowing how to design merch and what sort of things to get printed and where to go for this and where to go for that is so much more like, it's such a necessity for treating your band like it being a business and, you know, like, being an actual job where with with divine roles and defined goals and objectives whereas you know like garage bands who are like oh we're going to learn six covers and then we're going to be on like the head of alternative press like next week because someone's going to just find us in some dingy like club and they're like oh these guys they're the next big thing sort of thing it's like well no it doesn't happen anymore like it doesn't happen so it used to it it used to when myspace was around yeah it's like it just doesn't happen anymore you know so everyone needs to have those roles well and even before that yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and, and even before MySpace, like when when AR people were actually out in clubs, you know, that was different. But now with everything being so digital, they're just yeah. scrubbing through Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere to, to get new music that way. I'm just going to get a track. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so like, exactly. Like you treat treat it like that. Like really think about it from the perspective of, you know, we're in the modern world now and we're not, you know, realistically. I mean, with COVID as well, like, we've not played a show in over a year, you know, but this last year has been the most successful we've ever been because we already had so much stuff planned. And the second COVID happened, we were kind of like, um, Oh, well, how do we turn this on its head and how do we make it benefit us instead of like, um, sorry, we're just like rearranging the camera. Like, you know, how do we put it in? you know, how do we make this benefit us instead of, oh, well, we can't play shows anymore and no one's going to hear us. It's like, no, we can't play shows anymore so we can put 100% of effort into doing stuff online because we don't have to rehearse for shows. We don't have to book shows and everything. We can do it that way instead. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, having those defined roles and, you know, stuff I really, really benefits. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, you just nailed it with the whole COVID thing. Like, there's so many bands that decided, cool, we're going to just take time off. But now if you look yeah. at like their fan exactly. base, Sorry, just like you guys. I don't know he's turning it all yeah. the way down. He's done this Sorry. Sorry. thing and he's turned the volume all the way down. So we had to like pop and listen to it. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you're all good. Exactly. So like, yeah, um, I'm like, you know, we're like, yeah, like, oh, well, we, we can just rest for a year. It's like, well, you don't know when you're going to come back. You don't, it could be five years before you play a show again. What are you going to do in those five years? Are you going to get better? Are you going to plan more things and stuff? Or are you going to just sit on your ass and do nothing? Hmm. Which is like, no, don't. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, like for you guys to, you know, have went through the recording process during COVID and things like that, like to say, you know what, we're not just going to hold this music until we can do live shows. Let's put stuff out there, you know, stay relevant and give our fans something that we're proud of, um, I think is a huge testament to kind of keeping your finger on the pulse to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, that was exactly what we said, like, we before COVID, we were saying we should concentrate more online because 
like the live circuit is good when you can get you know solid consistency and you know you you, you really do know people that can get you on things and can do this and can do that for you. But realistically, like nine times out of ten, you know bands are getting signed from online stuff or the building yeah. the, the fan base there. They're not building the fan base from playing three hundred shows a year because if you play three hundred shows to ten people, you're gonna what play to three thousand people. Whereas like if you play if if you release three hundred songs in a year and each of them get what ten thousand streams, you're gonna get more people mm. when you actually you know comes to you know comes to playing shows again. So um, yeah. yeah, so that was exactly what we were thinking. Really, we we were putting those plans in bay in place before COVID like was a thing. So we then were like, well, silver lining here is we don't have to book shows or play shows or do that. We can just sit in the studio and just you know cram and work like hell. Um, and then obviously in the UK and stuff like we couldn't even meet each other then. So like we were then yeah. just like emailing each other and like we, I had to like teach Alex how to like record vocals at home properly. And I had to like, we had to like buy him a mic and get it set up at home and stuff like that. And we were all sending each other's ideas and things that way. Um, so it was definitely, um, it was definitely like a, not hard. It was definitely what's the word I'm looking for. Like it was definitely like a sort of like a test of you know how we could how we could do stuff. But um, I think we went into it a little bit overconfident, so it kind of meant that if anything went wrong, we were like, no, nah, we're going to figure this out anyway. Um, yeah. And yeah, we you know we pulled through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you know that's that's another important thing. You know, talking about trying to release as much music as you can, especially during this time, like to be able to speak to those analytics and whatnot when you put stuff out on Spotify and then see here's all the areas that we do really well in. So now when live shows come back, you can be like smart about how to plan a tour because now you know where those, those markets are going to accept you. Yeah, exactly. And what we found, um, which is obviously it's not benefiting, benefiting us yet, but we started noticing that like our, um, like our people, other people listen to sort of thing on Spotify. Yeah. We started noticing like a lot of these bands were like bands that we could get in touch with and things, even though they're like two, three times our size, they're still like smaller bands and stuff. But right. we knew then that like we, ha- we can have this pitch now where it's like, we know that the people who listen to you listen to us. So we're going to get this benefit. We're going to be able to work together a lot more. Um, yeah. Whereas before we were like, well, yeah, we'll hit up these people who like we're fans of or you know we're kind of influenced by and stuff but we don't know really because at the end of the day we can be influenced by somebody and we can write completely different music it doesn't mean that right. we know those people are going to enjoy the same thing but you know seeing bands like waster and stuff on our like for fans of thing is is um definitely a benefit for us because they are bands we can get in touch with and you know try and sort things out um so yeah stuff like i really really does benefit um way more than like you know playing with some of a small time band and getting 10 people in the room and stuff which obviously right. is great you meet new people but it's like playing with that band who they don't have any goals or they don't have any objectives and stuff compared to knowing you can actually target bigger and better people it's like well why not do that <laughs> it doesn't make right. any sense to just regress you know so yeah yeah and i i think when live music comes back what uh a lot of fans are going to see is more of kind of for lack of a better term, like super cards, right? Like here's four or five bands that we all listen to all the time. You know, Spotify confirms that versus like you said, where, well, I really only like this one band. So I'm going to show up. I might find another band that I like, but it's really yeah. hard to say. And now you'll, you'll have that kind of community fan base 
Yeah, definitely. Especially in the genres we're in as well, really. Like, you know, you look at like pop punk or like metalcore and stuff. If you like one, you usually like everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like really, like you can say you like you like that eat, then you're going to like Real Friends and Knuckle Puck and Waster and all of those are influenced by Blink-182 anyway. So it's like, well, it covers everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're definitely, we like the idea of that. We're also all about kind of, especially with like the digital age and stuff, um, you don't have to be defined by that one genre and stuff. And obviously that's what we're doing anyway. Like we're really trying to push ourselves with these drastically different sounds. Like yeah. we got featured on a deathcore playlist. Yeah. We've been featured on like, you know, pop punk and emo playlists and stuff like that. It's like, while the band really has been on deathcore and like pop, like you know, right? it's, it's one of those. It's like if you don't like one of the genres, you're bound to like the other one. Like it's yeah. just how it works. Like we have friends who are not much of a fan of the pop punk stuff, but love the heavy stuff, and then we've got people who are like they're not a fan of the heavy stuff, but they love the pop punk stuff. So it's kind of like no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're putting out, some no one's gonna say. Oh, it's bad because it's all like it's down to preferences. I mean, you like half of it. Yeah, yeah, we still do. We still get it, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely speaks volumes to like you know artists like Youngblood and stuff now, where it's like the first stuff he was releasing was like acoustic indie stuff. He's now yeah. doing like pop punk kind of emo stuff and things, mm-hmm. and like we you know like to get to the point where. Well, I've always said from day one where I want to be in a band where we can play Download, we can play Slam Dunk, we can play, you know, like the likes of like Warp Tour, and then we could also play Bloodstock and yeah. still yeah. win over a crowd and still be like, yeah, no, we're supposed to be here. Like, we can we can tailor our set for this and we can do this and we can do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And luckily, especially with like Alex on vocals doing all the dirty stuff, it's something we can really achieve a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a perfect segue into kind of discussing the album, um, How to Live and How to Lose just came out yesterday at the time of us talking. Um, So I think, you know, I've listened to it through a couple times and it's a perfect showcase for a debut full-length album. Like you guys, like you said, you hit kind of the the hard edge spectrum of the metalcore type thing. And then, you know, Dopamine is a super poppy pop punk track yeah. that yeah. you know you can listen to all the way through and there's going to be something in there for for anybody that's a fan of a genre like that yeah yeah exactly um yeah it's what we wanted to do from day one we were like you know we never try and think about oh this song isn't pop punk enough so we need to take a more pop punk but we were also we were also consciously being like this is like this album at the moment is when we were writing it it's like 90 percent pop punk and we want to push you know, to the other side. So we need to stop writing that sort of stuff. We need to start thinking about other things and, you know, start writing the heavier things and start pushing ourselves more. And, oh, guys, you need to listen to this band. I think we should do something that sounds very similar to that because I think we could pull it off and think like that. Yeah. And that was literally, you know, writing it. That's how, we, you know, we did it. We were like, we need to... Well, we started off being like, we want like a, a simple 50-50 split of sort of the heavy and the hard, like the softer right. stuff. So we could be like, there's a blend there. And then... Um, Obviously, as writing does, it does sort of divulge into each other. Um, but you can definitely hear on some of my like, some songs again, like Dopamine, it's like literally a four chord pop punk song. Yeah. And then you've got something like a shortcut that like is all screams, it's got four breakdowns in it, there's no chorus. <laughs> like right. you we really tried to push ourselves to see where we could we could reach. And now that we know where we can get to, like from here on out, we're like we can just double down on all of this and we can just bring it all together a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it reminded me kind of 
like Bring Me the Horizon, right? Like every one of their albums is so different, but they they nail it in each of those spaces. This album, I think, is a great, like I said, kind of test. Like we know we can go this far. We we may even be able to push it a little further, and we know we can go this opposite way. And it gives you so much room to play and, and really tailor the sound to what you guys want and what fans, you know, are appreciating out of you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I remember being in the studio one day listening to, uh, I think it was right here with me, and we were sitting there like, this is just an absolute pop punk album. And the next day, me and Alex were just tapping our feet to shortcut, and we were just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, when we wrote a song, when we finished writing like the initial demo, we then just turned up as loud as we could, and then just kind of tried to just like feel it and like if we ended up like punching each other and like hit breaking walls and stuff for the heavy songs we we're like yeah we've done it right that we can stop now <laughs> like, got, don't touch it again yeah, like, you know. I, I got a message i got a message yesterday someone was listening to uh the album and they had it on shuffle and the first song was jennifer's secret and then the next one was like mother trucker and they were like well jesus christ who hurt you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah so, yeah we you know there's there's pretty much every spectrum <laughs> there yeah. so but, but I think that's a cool thing about, especially music fans now, you know, like back in the day, if you were a fan of Blink-182, that's, that's what you listened to. But now there, it, there's so much fluidity throughout the, the genres that, you know, just because I traditionally am a pop punk fan, maybe, doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to this album and be like, you know what, let's dive into that, that heavier stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I... That obviously that's what we've that's what we always wanted to do and always what we wanted to be like we wanted to kind of be that band where um you know kind of like the gateway sort of band where you know you can listen to some stuff listen to the softer stuff kind of get into the heavier thing and start to vibe with it and stuff and obviously yeah we push it to the extremes but every song is still even though it's a massive jump like it's still like there's still coherence between it all and like you can listen to it all and you don't think it's from like a different album or anything like you do right. genuinely still hear it as the same album and obviously with mastering and things that's what happens but like you can still you still vibe with it and you still know it's like the same sort of band um and yeah touching on like you know people nowadays um not having those sort of set and sub genres and stuff like i think we're in a time now releasing the music we're releasing to really benefit from something like that because you look at someone like Machine Gun Kelly who's just gone from rap to literally getting a number one pop punk album and stuff. Yeah. Be that as it may or be not, like, you know, whether you like him or whether you don't like, he, you know, he got a number one record <laughs> doing right. punk and, like, he was a rapper. <laughs> like, yeah. that was, that's a massive jump. And, like, people kind of, well, clearly the majority accepted it because what other pop punk artist has got a number one record in the last, what, 20 years? <laughs> like, right, yeah. You know, like... Um, so it's definitely a blessing and that's something we always want to do is like we want to be able to hit like those mainstream people and then be like yeah well you should definitely open your open your eyes and open your ears to like this side of stuff as well because you might not like it but you'll definitely appreciate it a lot more stuff as well yeah and i think you know like you said with with your album specifically the message through all the different songs is still coherent so it's not like like you said where you're not going, man, is this even the same band or, you know, whatever. The message is, is clear throughout the whole thing. So, you know, hopefully it does open some eyes and ears to, okay, maybe I've never dove into this heavier stuff, but there's there's content there that I relate to and maybe I need to check out some other bands. And then, you know, again, with Spotify having 
that great little for fans of or you know what fans are listening to it's easy to jump around and find you know maybe your next favorite band yeah exactly it, it's definitely a blessing but it also definitely the curse at the same time because <laughs> right. like, you know like we release a deathcore song and then someone clicks on it and there's like you know like <laughs> i don't mean which is like literally just a blink 182 song they're like i'm out i like this one song and then we released obviously the record um is it yesterday, the day before yesterday? It was. Uh, I don't know. It's been a blur the last few days, to be fair. The amount of yeah. yesterday <laughs> um, night. Yeah, it was like 12 a.m. Yeah, so um, we released it, and some guy put on like one of our YouTube videos. He was like, this one's heavy. I like you guys now, or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, come on. <laughs> like, what yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it just makes us laugh. Like, we can't, you know, you're never going to win everyone over, but like, we're hoping the people we want to win over are being won over by it. And that's all we can ask for, really. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, especially nowadays with the digital thing, um, it's so much, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Like, it's so much easier to get to a lot more people, but at the same time, now it's how do we target the right people? Yeah, yeah, we definitely, you know, we've fallen flat on multiple things with that. Like, we still, it's so weird. Like, when we release stuff, especially when we run, like, advertising and stuff through it we either hit positive or we hit negative and we never hit somewhere in between it's like non-stop hate or non-stop love and it could be for the same song it's just who we're targeting towards obviously right and that's why like you know like we have a blessing like me and alex and stuff you know we've done a lot of research into actually you know advertising and targeting the right sort of people so you know we have a rough idea of what we're doing and luckily like our management company and stuff they have like media people and marketing people to help us and it's a it's amazing um but it's definitely really funny like the second we see like two hate comments on something we're like right here we go (laughs) it's gonna be like three weeks of people just like some guy called me fat today on one of them and i'm like i'm not even in the video like you can't can't even make it up half the time you know literally the guy was like you should put down the guitar and go for a run not just to quit music to lose weight as well. I was like, Jesus. What? It's like, it's like, nah. <laughs> someone called it. Someone called Alex as well, like greasy. Yeah. In like, one of our videos, I was like, how? Sorry, what? Called, Do you called, like the song? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, it's mad. Like, we've had more. Yeah, it's but, just insane. That's kind, of the, that's kind of the culture now, though, unfortunately, right? With social media, everybody can be that that internet tough guy and whether it's a valid thing to, to bitch and moan about, they're going to put it out there. Cause what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I noticed, I noticed that my negativity just breathes negativity. The second one person says something bad, everybody jumps on the train. If they don't say it, no one else is going to say it. But the second they see like two, right. they're like, Oh, well this is where we just come and just give them shit. Then is it <laughs> like, so I might yeah. carry on doing it. I think, I um, think they also come into it thinking that we're going to say something like, we're gonna like retaliate and go mental when all we do is cheers, mate. We just, like, we just would you like to buy yeah. some merch? Yeah, we just drop merch. We kick them out. Like, yo, we have a shirt that says we're pure white, so just buy that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah we're like, I think that's yeah, a perfect way to respond. Like, yeah, that, cool, you don't like me, but here, buy a shirt. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the shirt, the shirt actually says octopus montage are pure, and then it's like, uh, <laughs> it'll be explicit words, um, and. Like, we released it for our haters, so, like, at that point, link it them, get some cash. So it's like, genuinely one of the yeah. like, our best-selling, quickest-selling T-shirts we've ever yeah, released. Yeah, as well. it's, quite so, fun. Yeah. it's just, like, 
whatever, like, feed into it. If we're going to sit here and start crying about, you know, people hating us, then we're clearly not in it for the right stuff. And yeah. if we wanted to win over that specific target audience, then we could just write a pop-punk album tomorrow. Like, it's in our blood, you know, like, yeah. we, you know, you know, born and raised on stuff like that. We could do it tomorrow, but we don't want to. We want to push those boundaries. We want to kind of, you know, piss people off and, you know, win over new people and really just be like, hey... You know, next, like, tomorrow we can release the heaviest song you ever heard, or tomorrow we can release an acoustic EP, and you're going to like it, because, like, that's just what we're going to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. it's gone to the point where we've become so immune to kind of, like, any like any hate that, like, if someone says stop uh, making pop-punk music, we're going to release a song the next day, which is <laughs> pop-punk. <laughs> like, yeah. just despite, yeah. like, we, um, yeah, I mean, I think we all, we all look at him, we just kind of laugh now, and we're just like... I understand that they don't like it. They can comment, they can say stuff, but like, you know, what does it show that? Like, what does it make them look like on yeah. on these ads? Like, right. thousands of people are going to see that they're being negative, and people are going to be like, right, yeah. well, what? Like, someone today said, um, you guys should just quit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, mate. Yeah. What do you mean? It just makes them laugh. Like, you know, yeah, it's just mad. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Like, everything kind of snowballed well like we have seen like a massive jump in people and you know interaction and stuff where it's like we're kind of numb to it now because we've always kind of not really cared about like hate and stuff like you know we were the kids who got bullied in school anyway like we're used to fucking people like you know bullying us like we do it to each other as well yeah it's right. to be each other constant shit, yeah we're so. just like we listen to a song and we're like you need to stop singing right now <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. you know you get used to it you know yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about with, you know, people that like us that grew up kind of the outcasts or whatever. We grew up in the pop punk, the hardcore scenes, things like that. We're used to, to people shitting on us. Like, yeah, uh, Jim Bob 3498 doesn't mean shit to me on YouTube. Like, talk shit, man. I don't care. I've heard it my whole yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It makes me laugh when they actively go through more than one video, though. I'm like, all right, you're just putting a lot of effort into this now. I had a guy, you come in on one of our songs and be like, this is trash, and then literally found another song from like three years ago and was yeah. like, you guys need to stop. And I was just like, just turn it off after the first video. What are you doing? We have, we have like, uh, it's weird as well because we have this one guy who comments on all of our stuff. All of our stuff, every single one, it's the same guy. And I'm like, yeah. well, at least you're sticking around, yeah. mate. <laughs> Good to know. It's like, why are you staying around if you hate us? The people who hate us are our biggest fans. It's insane. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> but it, and that's that's the thing is like, you're not ruining my day. You're not taking my energy away. But how much time and energy are you putting into following me to to give us hate comments or whatever? Like, and all that really does in the you know grand scheme of things, you get a bunch of people talking shit about you. Now everybody wants to check you out. Why? Why is everybody shitting on this band? And then yeah. you get more you know more fans and followers that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's just, it, yeah, it's just funny. It just makes us laugh. Like, we're like, I think locally, we're like the band that receives the most hate just from everybody. But it's like, well, clearly we're receiving the most hate because we're like also, you know, getting the most views. <laughs> so, like, right. yeah, you, you get used to it, you know? Well, and I, I think, you know, part of that comes with success, right? Like, as yeah. you start to outgrow the local community or the local scene, people are like, ah, oh, fuck them. Like they're selling out or whatever. And it's like, no, we're, we're achieving our dreams. We're, you know, pursuing music for a living and loving what we're doing. Sorry yeah. that we're not going to play to just 50 people every night now. Like, yeah, 
the whole point is growth, right? Like that's the point of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we've always said, like the people who say that are in three years' time going to be the people who said they were our best friends, and it's like we know you're not going to be. We're just waiting. You know, we're just waiting for them to do it. You know, it's, like, it's weird because yeah. it's kind of already happened on the sly. Like some people who um have like we get there's a lot of trash talk and a lot of toxicity when it comes to this like where we live um and summing this up every time we have an interview yeah every time we have an interview we just hate this town so much (laughs) another another local band kind of don't like us but as soon as we dropped this album they were like commented saying that's sick as soon as they saw us on like not first and stuff so you know yeah. like that they didn't get on they were like oh that's so sick that's so cool and it's kind of like yeah but what happened a year ago when like you said we were trash like <laughs> dude yeah. come yeah. on it's just mad like yeah it's just funny <laughs> we just laugh about it now and we're just gonna keep laughing about it forever really for real you know but I think that that just goes to show like that you're in it for the right reasons, right? Like, it's not necessarily about what other people feel about you you and your music. It's how you guys feel about it. And, you know, it's making you happy. It's, it's you know, making certain people happy, obviously, because you guys are able to do it, you know, pretty much full-time now um, and getting some amazing opportunities. And it, it goes to show, like, what we talked about earlier with not having the right pieces in the, the puzzle, like, if we just wanted to do this as a hobby, we'd still be playing in a basement. We'd still be playing yeah. in a garage. But that's yeah. not the goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's always been, you know, we've always had, like, you know, set goals, set numbers we want to reach. And, you know, and, like, I was speaking to, um, our like, our guitarist and singer Alex last night about it. And we were just talking about, like, oh, well, how are we going to achieve this? Uh, I just said to him, I was like, every like without sounding arrogant i was like every single thing we've wanted to do we've managed to do <laughs> so like it's just about doing it you know like we we do it if we fail we fail but like we're never gonna know if we don't just get out there and try you know like we never thought we were gonna you know get on like the front cover of a spotify playlist until we just consistently did everything that we knew was going to benefit that until we've done it and we're like this is insane you know we're still completely bewildered about like how and why but the fact is that we've done it you know right. like it's like well that's it now like you know we've got the thing you know like when we released the first ep like we didn't even get onto like well any playlist at all or any spotify playlist or anything and what five out of the six singles we released for the album all got on multiple editorial playlists. It's like, well, it's just because we're just doing what we, you know, we're putting in the time and effort to get the rewards back. As I said, like, you just reap what you sow. <laughs> like, it's really, without sounding arrogant, it's really not hard. <laughs> like, you just kind of just put in all your effort right. and you'll get all of it back. <laughs> like, you know, it's mad. <laughs> and yeah, it's the case, like I say, I, it's like, oh, sorry, go on. Go, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, 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 it goes back to the question of what you said before, like, when now how we are now, like, how we are now, the new lineup and everything, we've gotten, we've gotten to the point where we can, some of us can genuinely just quit our day jobs and, you know, focus on this, and we will be on living wages. Like, we can do that at this point because we're getting enough money because we're putting in all this work. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's, you know, we're, we're the people who, well, I mean, talked about like when the day the album released, three out of the four of us were up until eight in the morning 
doing stuff for the album. We didn't just drop it and yeah. hope to wake up with like millions of streams. We were like working through the night. Credit, like I'll admit, fault. I fell asleep. <laughs> I just fell asleep <laughs> and woke up like eight hours later. So like, hi guys, you know, they were all up until eight in the morning. You know, e- sending loads and loads of emails. And, you know, contacting loads of people and stuff. I like nonstop all night. It's like. If your band isn't doing stuff like that, then you wonder why you're not going to get anything from it, you know? Like, it's mad. Like, you know, we're the people who, you know, we're literally in tears when we were writing the album, screaming at each other about certain parts of it, you know, sweating, like, because we're just sat in, like, a little frigging room, like, with four of us trying to we're write a song. Summer. Like, you know, in the middle <laughs> of summer. And, like, we're British, so once it gets past, like, in the UK, past like what eight, eight degrees, like yeah, like, yeah. like 10, 12 like, degrees. We're kind of like, what is going like, on? Thirty <laughs> degrees for you? I don't really know. Like, it's not yeah, what, somewhere around like, there at all. Like, I think it gets to the point of danger when we hit twenty degrees. Yeah, we panic. <laughs> we panic like, so much. It's like all the bands are just like, nah, we'll call it for the day. We'll go home. You know, we'll you know go have a cold shower or something. We were like literally like screaming at each other being like this needs to be done shut up and just get it done like you know until like you know midnight every night like spending all our money and stuff like that just doing everything we can you know and it's like that's why you know we are we're getting where we're getting at like, and, and, and like the best part about that is we, we the worst of it has already been so with the album we kind of obviously we had the moments where we were like screaming but we've gotten because we've sat down for that year of writing we all understand each other so this next album we're all going to be able to like work so well and just get it all done. So like that's why we're super excited to start working on new stuff. Yeah, it was just such, such a huge learning curve because it was also like, a, well, I'm lucky because our bass player is my sister, so I've known her for quite a while, you know. Right. Um, but <laughs> but the other two, like I didn't know for well, I I kind of knew you through school and stuff. Like he's yeah. been a friend of my sister's for years, and that's how like he came into the band. Um. But, like, I never really knew him before. You know, I spoke to him a couple of times just because, you know, he'd maybe been to my house for, like, a party or something at one point or um, right. something like that. And, like, Alex, I literally just did I only knew just sort of through the local scene. Like, you know. His acoustic stuff. Yeah, his acoustic stuff. And he was in another band um, for a little bit and stuff. And it was about over the course of a year and a half. We had about six months writing before COVID. So we kind of got as much as we could written then. And then we had to kind of, you know, break away and do it all on our own. But those six months was learning about what everybody wants to write, learn about how everybody works, learning about their personalities, you know, learn how to deal with them, learning how everybody's sort of connections work together because obviously I'm going to have a different connection to my sister than Kane's going to have, you know. Right. It, it was about figuring all of that out at the same time. It was insane. <laughs> like, it was, you know, it was it was a lot to have to deal with. Um, so, yeah, but, like, we've we really just, like, pushed through all of that very early on, like, in our, like, career. Um, so now we're kind of, like, just golden. Like, we know exactly what someone's going to respond to yeah. whatever we do. So, like, we can we have a lot yeah. more confidence in everything we do. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the confidence definitely shows the way that you guys talk about the project and everything. Um, and I think that's important that people realize, like, you have to put that fear of rejection in the back of your mind. Like, if you're passionate about it, there are going to be other people that are passionate about the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a fucked up analogy, but like Charles Manson got five other people to, to believe what he believed and kill people. Like, you know, yeah. if, if you're passionate about it, you can get the right people around you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like we, <laughs> as I said, like when we wrote stuff, like 
we wrote it to the point where we enjoyed it and we were like, right, well, we enjoy it now. So we've got something there. We weren't like, nah, I hate that, but we'll put it out anyway. <laughs> like, cause you know, who does that? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But especially like to be someone that wants to do music long-term, like why write a song that you're going to have to get on stage and play 150 times a, a year that you yeah. fucking hate. And yeah. it's just like, okay guys, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you don't even, with stuff like that, like, you don't even end up, like, playing it well because you just don't care about it. Like, you right. just you just half pass it, you phone it in, and you just want to get it over with, like, and you can tell straight away. So, like, you know, um, you know, write what you want to hear, write what you love, and, you know, just kind of push the boundaries. Don't be like, oh, well, this one's easy, you know? Like, yeah, we have songs that have got literally four chords in the song in it, but, like, they were, like, lyrically probably some of, like, the better songs. Or, like, you look at Dopamine, it's got, like, there's, like, four guitar parts in the the sample bit with the talking. There's yeah. loads of layers there. Yeah, it's there's like, layers. Yeah, it's four layers, chords, yeah. but, like, we added stuff to it, you know? We wanted to push ourselves. It's very, yeah, as well, with the drums, it, it, it changes up a lot. Like, the bridge, for example, like, that's, like, played completely different. Um, and... I mean, yeah, it's the same, like, 4-4 four, four stuff, but, like, you listen to it and you don't sit there and think, this is just boring. Like, you will move to it and you'll be like, right. the sections that make you think that it's not the same, but it is the same. It's, it's pretty interesting, that yeah. one. But, yeah, no, we do. Like, for example, with Grow Up as well, that's layered. Like, the, the amount of layers of Grow Up. And yeah. that's why it sounds so massive. Like, and obviously that's a bit different with um, how it sounds and stuff, but, yeah. Yeah, like, we just, yeah, we just, as long as we enjoy it, yeah. we'll then put it out. Like, there's a reason why I was, like, a, what, a minute and a half hardcore song on the record. Yeah. Because I was listening to right. loads and loads of Not Loose on that day. I, I think that's, you know, like... that's, the, that's the best part as well, because out of everyone in the band, me and Deck have, like, the most, uh, our genre, me and Deck, we have, like, the most out, like, me and him will listen to grime, hip-hop, metalcore, uh, deathcore, hardcore, beatdown, pop-punk, you can name it. Whereas, like, yeah, like, like we've we've started this we we started this joke beat down band that we're like, probably never gonna do. It's like, it's like a porno grind band. It's like, like a porno grind. Yeah. Mad, like, like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do that. Like, so we wear we wear pink balaclavas and aviators. Yeah, and aviators and shit like that. Like, you know, and then we're in like you know one of the softest bands in our local area as well, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. but then we're also the porno grind band. And, and he's, like, al he's also in a glam band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like, what? Glam band, you know, just doing like, just stuff like that, like, you know, we just do what we want to have fun with, you know, like, and we hope we never go, oh, well, that's, that song sounds like a synth pop song, so we can't do it for Octopus Montage. Like, well, I like, know that sounds like a synth pop song. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's you know, how we want to do it. I'm sure that some at some point we'll have some sort of hip hop part of it where it's like some sort of nothing nowhere type yeah, <laughs> type yeah, thing. Because yeah. Alex is like a massive like new metal fan as well. Yeah. So he like wants to like rap and stuff, and I'm like I'm down to try it, but like we are like four privileged white people, so we need to be very careful <laughs> with how we yeah, do that. You know? Yeah, very much. <laughs> but yeah, like. Exactly. Like you know. some little Lotus sad boy kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like sad boy, you know, emo cloud rap stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. I well, uh, what was the question? <laughs> there was <laughs> the one. <laughs> so, cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, honestly, that's a, pretty much everything I've got for you guys. I'm going to do the, the next question that all artists hate, especially when they just dropped an album. And that is for people that are getting ready to check out the album. 
what's the first song they need to click play on to know who you are as an artist? And that's super tough for you guys, because like I said, (laughs) your album's a showcase. It hits so many different areas, but what's that hook song for you? Do you mean like personally or factually? (laughs) Uh, We'll do both. For you personally, what's the, the most proud that you are of the song? And then what you okay. want people to see showcase you you as an artist. Okay. Well, out of all the songs, personally, I'm, I'm the proudest of uh, Don't Run Your Mouth. But for something to showcase and be out there, I'd definitely say Grow Up. Yeah, that kind of... It's, it's When we say that's the perfect blend, Grow Up is the perfect blend. Like, yeah. That's kind of where we call ourselves a hybrid. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah if I was to be like, my band sounds like this, it would be probably like grow up because it does kind of encompass every part of what we want to do you know um and then my favorite song on the record is uh mother trucker dude that hurt like a butt cheek on a stick because <laughs> i just love it i just think it's, I, I love the name i love the sample at the end of it uh, i love the fact that i can do like you know like the hardcore sort of stuff um which i've not done live yet so i'm kind of scared for when we start touring because like i really want to do it live but i also have to sing <laughs> so you know right. I'm, I'm looking into it but yeah, like that's just a—it's just a fun song. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we kind of made that as like a little jokey kind of song as well. And and like ever since it's come out, all we've got is like this is the best song on the album. <laughs> like this is insane. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I was like, I was like, oh, we need a song just in the lowest tuning I can possibly do it. So like, I, I borrowed a guitar of a friend, tuned it down to like drop G, and was like, yeah, let's let's just do this for a bit, <laughs> you know? Like, um, but yeah, that's probably the two. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, obviously, we don't know what COVID is going to do for 2021 yet, when live music will come back or whatever. But let's say in a perfect world, what does 2021 look like for you guys? Just touring. Yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> I think when, uh, hopefully, uh, by June, July, pray to God, um, that touring, yeah. I mean, I think 2021 is ours, and it, it's going to be a healthy uh, prosperous uh, year for us and you know I mean that's all I can say really 2020 was a- amazing for us but 2021 I think that's this is our year yeah. definitely yeah I think yeah from you know ne- the we're, you know in the UK like we're hoping we can start touring from like the end of June I yeah, think that's the what they July. say on the roadmap that it should uh, uh, shows should be back on by June slash July so we, you know, we're trying to put some stuff in place there. If we can do that, that'd be incredible. Yeah. If not, we just want to keep the ball rolling how we are now. You know, yeah. get some more videos out, start doing some more like, live stream stuff because we had so much fun with those live streams. Yeah, there. that that bootleg show was like, the funnest thing. Oh yeah, we did like a yeah stuff like that. Like I really want to. I'm really trying to convince the guys to start doing like Twitch streams and do like play. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, game playthrough stuff because like yeah we're gonna we're gonna yeah so funny like together you know we're so we're so ready to do that because um i think uh everyone out the band kind of i i know this because i'm quite out of everyone in the band i'm kind of the most uh i don't know the word uh i'm very up there and kind of a bit random people find me a bit just random dim and stuff so i come out with the funniest (laughs) kind of things sometimes he's got undiagnosed adhd like i'm I diagnose it with him, like, he just doesn't stop. Um, so, like, some of the things that I come up with, I look back on, I'm like, did I actually say that? That's hilarious. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think getting him and Alex set up with, like, a Twitch stream, you know, I really want to make, like, a, um, like an OM Minecraft server where, like, everyone can come in and do stuff like that. I think that'd just be so 
just yeah. so entertaining and something so fun to do to you know keep talking to everybody who is our fans and start developing more connections with them when we can't you know get out and see them mm-hmm. i think something like that is what we i, I want to try and look into it a lot more at least awesome um, yeah and yeah. now and now the album's like out and it, it's rolling we've got more chance to kind of do the things that we couldn't because of all the stress of the album itself obviously right. we still need to push it and we still need to promote it but it feels like a huge weight has been lifted off our shoulders now it's dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's everything I've got for you guys. I'm going to, you know, make sure I'll link all your social medias, that sort of stuff. Um, Anything you want to want to tell fans or new listeners before we uh, close out? Go into the record with an open mind. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. Negativity breeds negativity. So try and be nice. You you know, you want to be mean, knock yourself out, but, (laughs) <laughs> you'll get a lot further being nice to us. Yeah, because we'll reply being like, you know, thank you so much. <laughs> if you're going to be nice to us, we'll probably talk to you. If you're going to be mean to us, you're just going to end up buying our merch. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, after that, yeah, just, you know, stream. Genre, genre's stream. not a thing anymore. So just stream what you want to stream, you know, have an open mind with everything and just have fun. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Um, I'll be, you know, blessed in the the album for some friends and whatnot and, and sharing your stuff. So I'm excited to see what 2021 brings and realistically 2022, probably for you getting over to the States and, and maybe we could hang out at a show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It'll yeah. be awesome. Yeah. yeah no, awesome. Cool. Oh, well, thanks for having us. Um, sorry yeah. again, we were late. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not a problem. I had to cancel on you because I, you know, had that medical problem. <laughs> Fucking yeah, COVID, no. <laughs> so well, it's all good. guys. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, see you later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 And that was my conversation with Octopus Montage. Um, Again, their album just dropped on April the 9th um, called How to Live and How to Lose. Great album. Honestly, it's one that I've put on several times and just played front to back and back to pull, you know, back to front. You can skip around and no matter, you know, kind of what song you're on or whatever. Um, as we talked about in the interview there a little bit, like no matter what song you're listening to of theirs, you can tell that it's them, but there's also enough difference that, Fans of several different genres are going to be able to enjoy um, the music and and really the message that's delivered around what they're they're doing. Um, highly recommend you go check it out. Be sure that you follow them on social media, which we'll have in the description of the podcast as well. Uh, they're great guys um, and girl, um, and. Yeah, just really think that they're on the edge of really breaking out. Um, I know I say that about a lot of the bands that we talk with, but you know, if you kind of go back and check out some of the bands we've talked with, a lot of them have put out new music and really broken, you know, into their next threshold. Uh, Octopus Montage is. I think not only close to breaking out into their next threshold, I think they're poised to kind of change people's perception on 
music genres and trying to stuff bands in boxes to where, you know, oh, this band is just easy core. That doesn't really exist anymore. And, you know, Octopus Montage is working to break down some of those walls because they're fans of several different artists and genre types and things like that. And all that stuff influences people. You know, I think it's safe to say most of our listeners, at least, um, could hit, you know, shuffle on their um, Spotify playlists and hit several different genres. Or if you look at like your daily mixes, sometimes those are super, super different. Like I've got some that pop up that are primarily EDM and then some that are super heavy metal, some that are incredibly pop punk, um, and then some that are like nostalgic, you know, the early 2000s emo and things like that. So for a band to recognize that there's opportunity to not be pigeonholed and to really just do what they love and play the music that they love and write songs that they enjoy performing. It's, it's really refreshing to see that they're not just chasing the dollar, you know? Um, obviously, everyone wants to make money doing what they love. They're no exception to that, but they're not kind of pandering or writing songs specifically in a certain genre or style to try to sell more records or, you know, more tickets or merch or whatever. Um, it's really about what can they write and perform and at the end of the day, be happy with themselves and with what they're putting out as an art. Um, you know, again, really think these guys need to be on your radar. Highly recommend you go check them out. Um, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all that sort of stuff to their social medias and Spotify and, you know, wherever you're listening to music. Um, and then, you know, same thing for us. We're back up and running on the podcast. Be sure you like, follow, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Uh, we've got a couple really cool interviews already lined up that'll be coming up very, very soon. Um, looking to do some new merch and really just, you know, trying to pick up where we left off before the, the medical issue. So um, hope you guys are still enjoying the show. I appreciate you sticking around through the couple months that I had to take off. And um, yeah, again, just super appreciative of you guys. I had a few of you that, you know, reached out when we missed a couple episodes and stuff like that. Um, and that really means a lot that you guys are paying attention to, to what we're putting out weekly. Um, we've got some album reviews coming up that'll be dropping very soon as well. Uh, so be sure that you follow us on Instagram. That's going to be probably where we post the most and you'll be able to see um 
as you know, album reviews drop or new podcast episodes, things like that, we're constantly posting about that stuff over there. So for now, let's take you out with the opening track from How to Live and How to Lose by Octopus Montage. And that song is called Grow Up. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. Yeah. You know this from the start of everything.